Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, December 10th, we look at Lesson 11, End Time Deceptions. Together, let's see how Satan tries to deceive us and God reveals the truth through his word. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study. All right, here we are, Lesson 11, End Time Deceptions, and uh, our memory text, Michael, is coming from 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 14 and 15. I'm going to start that over again because I didn't put uh, All right. End Time yeah. Deceptions. <laughs> All right, here we are, Lesson 11, in Time Deceptions, and our memory text is coming from 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 14 and 15, uh, the NRSV. And no wonder even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light, so it is, it is not strange if his ministers also disguise themselves as ministers of righteousness. Their end will match their deeds. Uh, so we're talking about the end time deceptions here, Michael, and hopefully we can shed some light on darkness, right? Yeah, you know, this brings back this whole topic of cosmic conflict and the great controversy and struggle between good and evil and life versus death. And so it all yes. kind of fits together. Now, from what I understand, that's the theme <clears throat> for ASRS next year, right? Is the great and controversy still relevant? For those that our listeners may not be familiar, the Adventist Society for Religious Studies. So that's that's the religion scholars get together every year and, and in fact that's that's when i always love to hang out with uh with you uh swoops and then some of our other good religion friends and colleagues from our various sister uh institutions from across the north american division and uh so yeah next year that is going to be the topic so i can't wait already to to hear what topics that people come up to uh, come up with and and by the way um it's not exclusive for academics that yes. uh, we have a variety of people that show up that, that have an interest and so you can always check that out online but you're right um that's that's the theme for next year okay so i love that and i love that plug and hopefully we can get more people involved in that right absolutely we love it that we want people to think carefully and cogently about uh, what's happening within Adventism. And by the way, just one more thing, I not to kind of yeah, belabor please. this too much, but, but you know, the, the theme isn't just the cosmic conflict, but is it still relevant? Yes. You know, question mark there. And I, I think there are aspects of where we could probably, probably affirm that and some aspects where um, we have to ask the question, what do we need to update that? And what does that look like? And, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, question anything here so much as to, you know, these are deep themes that shape our Adventist experience. And we have to ask ourselves, how do we engage um, those themes in our current environment? But, but, you know, coming to these end time deceptions, this cosmic conflict, right. while there are some aspects, um, you know, that we can ask, um, there are some kind of very basic aspects of this cosmic conflict and these deceptions at the end of time yeah. that are very um, indubitable, you know? <laughs> well, well, Michael, tell me this. Uh, okay. Talk about making sure we think cogently. Uh, mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about mysticism and what we can do about that, especially their Sunday's lesson. It's one of the uh, aspects we have to get through because I see a lot of it creeping in into a lot of religion, right? Absolutely. So, so here's this um, question of uh, mysticism, right? So mysticism, what, what is um, mysticism? And, 
And depending on who you're asking, that's a good or a bad term. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and, and just to use kind of the, the most basic Oxford uh, definition here yes. um, is uh, the belief it has two, two major definitions, um, but uh, a belief for absorption into a deity or absolute or spiritual apprehension of knowledge um, right. that is inaccessible by intellect. So, so mysticism can refer to there is a rational aspect to what we believe in terms of religion, but then there's a more emotive, effective kind of thing, right? Right. Um, where you feel and you pray and, and those kinds of things. And then there's the second aspect, second part of the definition that's talked about um, self-delusion or dreamy confusion of thought. Um, and even the occult qualities or mysterious agencies. And it's the second definition here that this lesson is talking about. Um, because because religion scholars kind of will talk about the mystical and mysticism. And right. um, usually if, if they're talking about that, for example, Luther, we know Martin Luther was uh, loved mysticism. But when we're talking about Luther and mysticism, we're talking about that first meaning just want to be very go. clear because how we define terms matters a lot. And, yes, it and does. when religion scholars are talking about that, they're talking about Luther's prayer life. They're talking about his, those spiritual devotions and, and those kinds of things. And um, they're not talking about Luther as somehow some had, had somehow was now a, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, East Eastern religion kind of <laughs> mystical mystic kind of thing. We're talking uh, apples and oranges here. Anyways, coming back to this, um, that's what the lesson talking about is: is this sort of deception of mysticism, um, confusion, spiritual confusion. And the passage that uh, the lesson refers us to is Matthew seven. That's a familiar passage, uh, verses twenty one to twenty seven says, Lord, Lord, um, excuse me, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. Right. And um, didn't I prophesy and perform miracles? And Jesus says plainly to them, verse 23, I never knew you away from me, you evildoers. So second passage is the the wise and the foolish builders. You know, the, the wise men built his house upon the rock. The rock. <laughs> there we go. The foolish man built his house upon the sand. And <laughs> and so that's that passage here. And I, I think what it's kind of trying to establish here is, um, you know, you can have a pretense of religion, but it, it's those who are based on Scripture, based on the, the, the Word of God, that we have that solid foundation. And, and I would even say to that first definition of mysticism, um, if it's based on Scripture— there you it's go. It's a good thing. Yes, you know, it's a great thing. Prayer life, prayer is very important. Those effective, more emotional aspects of religion. Not everything can be rationally explained, Buster. Nope. Yeah. How, but how we did, know. How, how did the miracles happen? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they, they happened. But we're on a safe foundation if we're anchored within Scripture. And there so, we go. Um, I, would, I would say this is maybe a little controversial, and this is not meant to be controversial, but but um, a biblical mysticism, mysticism defined in that first definition on um, the emotive experience and the spiritual in that way is a good thing. Um, but those the confusion and everything else that's not based on scripture, that kind of mysticism, that's dangerous 
And that's 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 go. what our lesson is warning against in Matthew seven. So anchor yourself in Scripture, and you will be safe. Amen. Um, which, I, not to belabor that too much, but you know, um, it brings up another kind of hot topic. And and I just had a friend ask me about this recently, um, which is near death experiences. What do we do with that, Buster? Because we yes. know people have, and this has even become a topic of of quite a bit of of even scientific study. Right. Uh, so, Michael, uh, they were talking about. <clears throat> Uh, 1975, the book that was published, uh, Life After mm. Life, and yeah. how hundreds of people were, uh, over more than 100 people were, uh, that experienced clinical death and their near-death experiences, and several of them said they met this warm being and they came back. But going back to what you're talking about there, Michael, Matthew mm-hmm. chapter 7, whoever does these things, of, uh, whoever hears these things of mine and does them, right? Whoever hears mm. scripture and carries it out, these are those who are, are building their house on the rock, right? And so Living the word. Yes, living the word. And so going back here, it goes back to the near-death experiences in the Bible, uh, mm. all the way from Elijah to Elijah to uh, or Elijah to Elisha, and then it goes also also to Lazarus and talks about the the girl who was raised from the dead, Talitha Kumi, right? And talks about when they rose, what was their testimony? Mm-hmm. They say, oh, mom, dad, the little girl, Jairus' daughter, did, did raise up and said, daddy, why'd you bring me back? Uh, I was wa- walking with this warm being and then no, since they were risen from the dead because they were in this sleep. Uh, the Bible mm-hmm. is coherent and it is uh, it is definitely st- stable when it's talking about what happens after death. Uh, we truly believe that breath plus life equals a living soul. And so when one is not a living soul, there is no consciousness. And so people that are saying they're experiencing this uh, is not alongside biblical uh, congruency, if you will. And so this is what this lesson is bringing out. It's talking about how this is a deception and that people are actually believing this. I I believe the one that I'm thinking of, uh, the the little boy who, uh, Heaven is Real. I think they made a movie Mm -hmm. or a book and he came Mm -hmm. out. It's like, no, I had a really strong imagination. Sorry, guys. And uh, they pulled it from the shelves and everything else, but the damage was done because people are, are running away with it. So we have to be very careful. And listen here, if you're one of those people that's listening to this and you're like, no, uh, I, I've experienced something, uh, maybe whatever it might be, I'm challenging you to go back to scripture and to look at the congruency of it once again. But at the same time, uh, how, do, how do I put this, Michael? Uh it's one of those things that I say, let's make it to heaven and ask Jesus, <laughs> because yeah. I know I've, I've known some people that are, I mean, I've shared with them the state of the dead and they're not of the same belief. Right. And yeah. I'm like, well, God really keep us. And I, I want us to think about this as Adventists. I don't know why we're getting controversial here today, Michael, but I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> but listen here, there's, there's some, there's some of my, my friends that do not believe the same as I do as far as state of the dead. And yeah. They have a wonderful walking relationship with Jesus Christ. And I think God will clear it up when he comes in the second resurrection. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. stop. Con- I don't want us to condemn people, but at the same time, I don't want people to be deceived because mm-hmm. along with that deception comes in other extra biblical ideas. And that's what we're trying to avoid. Uh, yeah. Not 
to prove like I'm right and you're wrong. I'm better and you're not you're not as good as me. No, this is not the reason why we're we're even studying this lesson. The reason why we're doing this is to clarify and to bring us closer to the biblical understanding of what God wants us to to know, right? Mhm. And so with that being said, Michael, uh talk to us about reincarnation. Yeah, so we've got a couple passages here and and so if with near-death experiences and stuff like this. I mean, what I think the Bible is trying to ex- explain and that we've already looked at before is this idea that all life comes from God. And so therefore, when we die, the only possibility for life is through Jesus Christ again. And and so if, and, and the key argument here, and some people are saying, well, how do you know you're just not reincarnated and, you know, like, in, in Hinduism or in, in, in one of these things where you're, you know, have karma and reincarnated into something else. If you're good, something hopefully better. And if not, then something worse, maybe become an ant or something. Right. Uh, Buster and uh, <laughs> Hebrews, Hebrews uh, nine verses 25 to 28 makes the point that Jesus died once for all. And so he's not dying multiple times. So this idea of a process where, you know, slowly get better. Um, Jesus isn't sacrificed multiple multiple times. So it's not like a process through multiple sacrifices. It's one sacrifice. It's one. It's all or nothing, basically, right, is right. what what it's trying to argue. And in terms of reincarnation, that's it's kind of responding that if 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 really there was a reincarnation process it doesn't really fit within the biblical teaching of salvation and correct but if we do accept what scripture says then we can still have hope mm. and so there will be one reincarnation it's it's called the uh it's it's called the the resurrection there you that go. is the one and only made possible through the resurrection, the sacrifice, the death, and uh, Jesus uh, rising again that makes possible our salvation for you and for me. Uh, which brings up, you know, some other kinds of, you know, we're looking at some kind of tricky stuff today. Again, I, I, I didn't walk into this lesson saying, hey, let's be controversial, <laughs> but, 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 but it's very real and it touches deeply our, our hearts and lives, right? I mean, the reality right, of, right. of our lives. And um, and and this is probably one of the most sensitive topics coming up next is necromancy and ancestor worship. Uh, talk to us about that, Buster. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's very difficult. I'm not trying to get after any movies or anything like that, but it's very difficult nowadays to watch uh, anything that has to do with, um, I guess you could say, especially October, right? As spiritualist, as they call themselves, uh talking about dealing with talking with the dead uh you just mentioned ancestor worship as this as this lesson brings up as well of people believing that they can talk with their ancestors that have passed and they're now giving them mm-hmm. strength and there's some of the world religions that truly believe this and believe that this is what gives them strength mm. but once again going along with scripture and if we're truly believers that's what we believe in uh it yeah. brings up this this a uh, portion of the Bible, First Samuel twenty-eight three through twenty-five, where mm-hmm. Saul, where 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 we see that Saul is trying to confront 
uh, Samuel. Samuel's passed away. Samuel's died. And he's saying, man, the one who always told me what the Lord said was Samuel, but Samuel's gone. I need to talk to him. But the Lord declared that it's an abomination to deal with any spiritists, mediums, sorcerers, necromancers. But Saul disobeys that order nonetheless and goes and we truly believe, uh, Michael, so the lesson's congruent with this, that there is a spirit. Uh, and, and, and I believe uh, this with all my heart. I've dealt with members who have dealt with this before, with, where uh, one young lady came to me one Sabbath and said, you know, Pastor Swoops, I talked with my grandmother this week. And I said, what are you talking about? She says, well, I said, because I, I said, what are you talking about? Because I knew her grandmother passed away two months before. She's like, well, my grandma and I, my mother and I were very close. And I said, really? Okay. Well, what did, what did your grandma say? She's like, oh, she just comforted me. She put her hand on my shoulder. I was talking with her directly. And I said, okay. I said, well, next time your grandmother talks to you, I was like, call out on the name of Jesus and see what happens. And so uh, I saw her about two weeks, two weeks later. And I said, hey, how did it go? And she said, she just had this blank look on her face. And she said, I called out the name of Jesus. And she said, my grandma said, what did you do that for? And she's like, then she disappeared. And I'm not making this up. This happened in San Antonio, Texas, right? Um, so for those listeners who are thinking like, oh, this stuff isn't real. These things actually happen, but the power of God is is real as well, right? So I don't want you to be afraid yeah. or anything like that. But Satan wants us to be deceived and think that if we can contact the dead and we can do these different things, what it does is actually draws us away from the power of God and draws us towards him and his ways. Mm. And we want to move away from his ways and move towards God. So Saul here is asking to speak to Samuel. Samuel, the parents of Samuel comes up and tells them today uh, or tomorrow, your sons will be with me, right? And you're going to die, all these different things. And that thing actually came to came to fruition but that's because the power of Satan and his deception, right? So mm. our very lesson talks, our very memory text talks about Second Corinthians eleven fourteen and fifteen, that his ministers also disguise themselves as ministers of righteousness. So we believe that Samuel that was coming up was not Samuel; it was a minister uh, of of the enemy, or not a minister of the enemy. It was a disguise of the enemy. Uh, cloaking himself as a minister of righteousness. And so we have to be very yeah. careful in making sure we don't engage these types of things, but we engage scripture, we engage Christ. And if something like that ever comes up, call upon the name of Jesus Christ. And when you do that, where God is, the enemy has no permission to be. Yeah. Well, this will on the experience that I, I went through and um, I was uh, working in a church and um, there was somebody that lost a child, and at one point, there was an attempt to try to to raise that child from the dead. They they called a uh, local shaman, which shaman kind of person to yeah. come, and uh, I was surprised because um, you know I was you know I thought there's more of an Adventist connection. Anyways, that person's there, and I just sent a chill through my spine buster when I saw Ouch. that and I saw what was going on and I gathered the people that were there. I said, look, we need to pray. Right. Right. And we just gathered in right. prayer buster prayed earnestly said, God, I rebuke the forces of, of evil that are here. And, um, when I opened my eyes, the, that person was gone and, uh, I just claimed the power of Jesus that, uh, having lived in, cross-cultural context i know that this is a struggle yes because 
people come <clears throat> and they certainly want to honor in the sense that uh, honoring the memory, I think, is something that all cultures want to do to remember those who've gone before. Right. Um, we all do it in different ways. Um, we whether it's simply a, a, a tombstone or whatever that is to, right. to honor the memory of somebody. Um, but I did discover living in another part of the world that that this was an area where sometimes we struggle because um, um, as Adventism, we we talk about it in, in the, the term that comes to mind is syncretism, where we mix yes. a little bit. Here's yeah. our beliefs. Here's some other beliefs and mix together, not even realizing that we're doing it. And we, we yes. had some um, some of our we, <clears throat> people that were helping us that that it kind of worked for us that and, and they said, you know, I need a day off so I can go down to the cemetery. So why? Well, it's the it's the day of the dead, so I can be there with my ancestors as they're hovering around. And and suddenly I realized that, wait a minute, and although we call ourselves Adventists, that sometimes we don't always get, do a good job at explaining our Adventist beliefs in a way. And this was syncretism, where the local culture and beliefs, um, these kind of animistic beliefs had fused with an yes. Adventist, some yes. Adventist beliefs. And uh, which raised the question, how well do we teach the state of the dead in that part of the world? And we did a survey of church members, a pretty extensive survey, and found out that our understanding of the state of the dead was the weakest of all of our fundamental beliefs. So um, I do think in some parts of the world, we, we need to pay attention. And and um, it's not just in, in the other parts of the world. We, we need to pay attention, too, because as you alluded to with movies and and various other kinds of TV that we can have the same kinds of syncretism taking place yes. in our minds, even if we're not realizing what's going on around us. So we need to think very carefully. Um, necromancy, ancestor worship, these are very real things um, across different cultures and even within our own um, very supposedly secular culture. Yes. It's, it's really quite uh, startling to me. When you look on television and stuff like that, you see how prevalent um, these kinds of themes are. And it makes you realize that maybe we're not as um, as far away from some of those things as we'd like to like to think we are. You know, Michael, it reminds me of the quote you shared in uh, Christian theology, which is our religion is actually supposed to transform our culture, right? Or our, our relationship with God even is supposed to transform our culture. But sometimes we uh, we want it to either usurp, and that's not what it's meant to do either, right? Because there's some of the things mm -hmm. that are, are our cultures and our backgrounds, they bring in and they synchronize very, very nicely, but there's other yep. aspects that are against scripture and that's where mm. the transformation comes in. And yep. so uh, we have to be, we have to be careful and we have to be mindful even of, of our own ideologies that come in mm -hmm. and making sure yep. that the Bible is, is what is reigning true in our lives. Yep. And I don't think we have to be afraid of these things either. No, right? I mean, we do have all. to be careful and not, not, not like, uh, presumptive and walking into these kinds of situations, but neither we have to do we have to be uh, fearful and, and that we can know our biblical foundation is solid and sure, just as we've already talked about. And from that biblical framework and worldview, it gives us a framework, a lens glasses from which we can view all of this other stuff with discernment to be able to yes. uh, function in a way constructively within um, the world in which we live. In other words, we don't just like, oh, yeah, pretend that television doesn't exist. Uh, but when we see these things, we can, you know, constructively evaluate them 
from a biblical worldview. So biblical worldview framework is absolutely essential. So Michael, with that biblical worldview, finishes off with Thursday's lesson, personations and other appearances. Yeah. So what if this happens to you? That's really the bottom line here. There we go. There we go. Second Corinthians 11, 14, 15 says Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. So don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. Right. It can happen. Uh, It can happen to you. It can happen to me. has happened actually, you know, um, in terms of, some of the stories that we've shared and we could tell other stories too. I'm, I'm, if we wanted to spend more time, I'm not sure that we need to, you know, highlight all of the, the different uh, every time something terrible and evil is, 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 is particularly happened. Uh, but the question is, is what, what do we do? How do we create that biblical worldview framework from which to operate with? And, and that's where we come to Ephesians chapter six, verses 10 through 18. There you go. I love it. I'm not going to read all of this, but it's the the beautiful passage of putting on the full armor, armor of, God. of God. Yeah. And so we don't, you know, again, this comes back to not having to be afraid because we know um, that we can be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power by putting on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Yes. So um, God's more powerful. Um, we can trust in his promises, in his assurance, whatever may be going on. We all have challenges, whether we realize it or not, you know, um, and, and that, uh, that we can bask in the loving relationship that we have with Jesus Christ. And with that, um, we, <clears throat> and, and some of our listeners can probably tell me my voice is a little bit kind of gargled and everything else um, that uh, this is the world in which we, we live in, you know, we, we do the best that we can. Um, We just celebrated Thanksgiving and our plans were to spend time with some family and our plans had to change because we had the flu and uh, we've all been vaccinated. We've tried so hard to be careful, Buster, the last couple of years. We haven't been like afraid of COVID or anything else like that, but neither have we trying to, get COVID, you know, we haven't been going to any COVID parties, like come and get it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we're just kind of more moderate in the middle about the whole thing. And, but we tried to be careful and then we just found out, Hey, we all just got COVID. It wasn't the flu. It was really bad flu COVID. And, Ouch, uh, yeah. you know, you, you try to do the best you can. And that's the sort of the same thing that we know things are going to come our way. We know there's disease sickness. COVID's been out there. We do the best we can. We get, you know, in our case, we, we, you know, we chose to get the vaccine. I'm not trying to make a value statement. I know some of our listeners may feel strongly one way or the other, and this right. is not meant to, 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 to make a strong statement about that by say per se, but, but this is just to say, Hey, we're just trying to do the best that we can. We know that yeah. there's evil out there. We know there's disease sickness. Um, but, um, in terms of spiritual disease and sickness, that that God gives us something even better than a vaccine. Yes, he does. And that is his word, his Mm -hmm. promise that if and when the devil comes and we know he will, and he will attack that you, and I like this in verse 13, you can stand your ground after you've done everything to stand, stand firm. And I love that, that we yes. can have, again, confidence in the word of God. 
Um, and, and, and that gives me hope in the midst of whatever we may face, whatever satanic battles, spiritual battles, near-death experiences, uh, whatever you want that we've talked about, uh, mysticism of whatever variety that we we know that Jesus will be there for us and we can depend upon the word of God. Amen. Amen. Well, Michael, I can't think of a better way to end than with that. It's about the word, highlighting the word, but following being readers and hearers and doers of the word. Absolutely. So I encourage you as our listeners to do as Buster said. And with that, without any further ado, this is Soup. And Swoops. Signing Signing out. out. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops signing off. By the way, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has for over 125 years provided a Christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. We love teaching with personable colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. To learn more, visit swahu.edu or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.